Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC.
Good afternoon. This is Dr. Diva JC, and I am in North Carolina. I'm no longer in Florida, but we are still women in jazz, South Florida. So on Music Woman Radio, we feature women musicians and composers. And you just listen to Spread the Joy by our newest member, Naomi Joy. Hi, Naomi. Hello, Joan. I'm happy to be here with you. Well, it's a pleasure. Now, you're in Orlando, Florida, right? Yes, I'm in Central Florida. I live in Apopka, grew up in Orlando throughout uh, my life, originally from Louisiana. And uh, oh. grew up here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were born in Louisiana. Yep, I was born in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Small town so called Lafayette. Mm-hmm. You came with the music in you. So how <laughs> did you? How did you come to music as a child? Well, my dad uh, sings and plays organ and piano, and my mom sings with him. And uh, I grew up as a little girl watching my parents lead praise and worship in a multicultural, large, uh, you know, large church where they um, led services. They also had their own ministry. They had their own tent revivals. So I grew up watching them sing on stage, um, old school tent revival gospel songs. And so I kind of had those roots in me. And, uh, you know, my dad would bring us all to the piano at home and you know, have us play, you know, some simple melodies on the piano just to expose us. And I think the seeds were planted through them. And uh, by the time I went to elementary school, you know, I had already sang some of which in my dad's crusade, tent revivals. And um, I I just had a seed planted in me where I wanted to play the saxophone. And um, I, I just had that passion and I started playing and it's just been a journey. But the saxophone is not a standard church instrument. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and I, I don't ever remember seeing anyone play it either, you know. So, so how did you I get just, yeah. there? How did you get to the saxophone? Well, yeah, I, I um, was at an elementary school that I attended and I was either fourth or fifth grade and there was an assembly and the music teacher had a small band performing of students. And I didn't even realize our school had a band and I went and I joined and I wanted to play the saxophone because I saw someone walk across the stage with the saxophone. And when I saw it, I immediately knew what it was. And I don't know why and where I learned that from, But um, I knew it was the saxophone as soon as I saw it. And from the back of the cafeteria watching this assembly, I knew I wanted to play that instrument. And I just remember it like yesterday. And I joined that elementary band in hopes of playing the saxophone, but they told me they had enough people playing saxophone and I could join the band if I played the trumpet. So I started playing trumpet in elementary school. (laughs) And then by sixth grade, when I went to middle school, my dad bought me a saxophone for Christmas. And I started playing the saxophone, and I've just been playing it ever since. That is terrific. So you studied, <laughs> um, you studied theory, 
lots of theory. Yeah, I think I have a general um, education through, you know, school in terms of participating in band and um, the jazz bands and the um, concert bands, you know, the marching bands. Uh, in, in my younger days, I was the drum major, so um, I mainly just conducted the students, but um, I played in the concert bands, the jazz bands. I went to Florida a and after I graduated high school, and I played in the marching 100, uh, marched with the students, and played in the, you know, jazz band there and the concert band. And I had a lot of, you know, opportunities to perform in those ensembles. And so it just, you know, continued to just further you. And I, But I think the greatest development for me personally was my private practice, uh, playing in churches, um, starting to pick up things as a little girl by ear, Kenny G songs. That's all I was allowed to play. My, my parents were very religious. They didn't want me playing any standard, quote, unquote, jazz um, but they said Kenny G was okay because maybe I could play that in church somewhere because <laughs> the melodies just seemed very, you know, worship style to them. So, and I started picking up on things like that real young. And it was those times that I spent just learning songs by ear that really developed me um, personally to just develop artistry and develop my own sound. So who were some of your influences on the sax besides Kenny G, of course? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I definitely love Kenny G um, and as far as the soprano sax is concerned. Like, he gets the crown for me in terms of his tone. I love his tone, and um, he definitely would be that. Um, Kirk Whalum has got an amazing sound, be- beautiful, beautiful presentation, amazing musician, Um Najee, both of these gentlemen I've, I've actually met, and um, I um, performed at a banquet um, as a as a um, ministry um, tribute, and I played uh, at the same banquet, and uh, the, the the headliner was Kirk Whalum, so I had a chance to to play there and, and also meet him and get an autograph CD. And same thing with Najee, I've met Najee. We both um, are endorsees of a mouthpiece company called Barry Woodwind. So we met uh, through the owners, uh, just coming through the shop one day and just testing out some more pieces and products and uh, had a chance to meet him. And I even accepted an award here locally in Orlando on his behalf, a community service award where he was not able to accept it. He may have been out of the country at the time. And um, so I performed one of his songs and I accepted it on his behalf. So definitely there are some great influences as well. because I think what you have to do is you have to sample and listen to a few different artists that, you know, their sound inspires you in some capacity and just glean different things from each one and uh, just develop your own. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, I did see a video of you with your student. Oh. Now, do you write your own songs for the students? Well, um, all of my teaching primarily has been at the secondary level, and I've been teaching band, and I've been teaching orchestra. So I've been teaching, you know, and and, and middle school jazz, too. Um, So I've been teaching mainly um, secondary, you know, instruments and, and performance. And so this is a new direction I'm going into, and now I'm, I'm, I'm beginning, 
instruction from K through five, so kindergarten to fifth grade. And I honestly am really able to kind of probably bring my most creative self to the table. And, you know, I, I've never, I've never written a song for my students before, you know, and this is, this is the first time I've ever done it. I've, you know, just off the cuff, just started singing something and made it a melody for a, a, you know, just an entrance song, just as something fun for a class before. But um, like, this is the first time I've really, really made that like, you know, just something that I I really feel like I need to do um, so that, um, you know, it's, it's something that's a part of me. It's a part of them. And we share that. And, um, and it's a gift. And it's like something that's just for them. It's tailor fit for them. So um, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. And and there's just simple little melodies, you know, simple little songs, you know, that, that they can remember. And um, I'm, I'm happy to do it. And so what grade are you teaching? Well, presently I'm teaching kindergarten through fifth grade, kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. And I'm giving them exposure to music. So they come about once a week. Uh, Each each class comes once a week. So you see a different class every day of those five days of the week. It's always fresh. It's always exciting. It's always new. They're always happy to be there because they can only come into your class once a week. So you give them, you know, just a great 45-minute lesson, singing, playing instruments, studying rhythms, um, performing on other instruments. Um, and, you know, you just give them the best experience you can. And then after a couple of uh, months, you showcase them in, in a concert and give them an opportunity to perform. So it's it's exciting. Uh, the kids are at that age. They're, they're super excited to learn something new. And uh, they're, they're, they're like little sponges. They absorb everything. And, you know, they, you know, they're, they're the little stars, you know, they, they really are like anything that you can do. If you can teach it to a child and a child can do it, they're the ones that are going to shine. And that's what I love about being in education is that as far as music is concerned, I'll have my platform separate from what I do professionally in, in education. But I, I, I make it my goal to give them the best platform that they could have because it could change the trajectory of their life. Right, right, exactly. Now tell us about your life outside of school. Where do you perform? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I really perform a lot locally. Um, I perform throughout uh, the Orlando Central Florida area, and honestly, it keeps me so booked. I'm actually interested in performing out of the state more. But it keeps me so booked locally, you know, surprisingly, I'm I'm really just busy, busy here. And so I'm booked mainly for private events, corporate events, ministry events, um, weddings, those types of events. Um, And um, I I play for the the Orlando Airport here. And so there's just a lot of um, things that are happening locally. You know, Orlando is a thriving city, so there's constantly – something new. I've played at a few jazz festivals that we have here from our mayor, our, one of our local mayors, Mayor Jerry Dimmings, another one of our local elected officials, Bakari Burns for our district here. So they put on jazz festivals with some nice turnout too, you know. So Orlando's a really, it's like a really, you know, well-known city. And, um, you know, it's it's the place to go because everything's on the map in terms of like the attractions and everything. So there's a lot of opportunity 
But I think the beauty of this city is that it's very communal and people are very connected. And once you get into this network of performing and engaging with um, all of the different venues here and events that take place, you're going to realize you're one person away from someone else. And so we're actually pretty connected to be a city boasting of over 2 million people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, when I first came to Florida, they were just setting up Disney World. There was nothing there. So it oh, wow. definitely blossomed into a huge. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So now you have CDs, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I um, just released my first album. And my album is entitled Love and Light, and it has 10 songs on it. Spread the Joy is one of those songs. Um, I have uh, three singles, and one of those singles is called Feeling Good, and that was released about three years ago. And that single is a part of this album as well. And the other songs, um, which were composed about maybe like two, three years ago as well, were, were added to this album. And so they're just you know, really tasteful songs, um, smooth jazz, you know, just a variety of styles and such on there. I sing on them. I play sax on them, soprano and tenor. I harmonize behind my my um, lead sax lines with um, the other saxophones and blend those in. And I had a lot of fun doing the project, and it was a great um, experience for me, great learning experience. It was co-produced by um, Jarvis Brown and um, Ron Jenkins, and I had some really great musicians playing on this uh, project with me, and I'm really proud of the work, and people are responding to it. They're actually ordering, you know, signed CDs, and I'm sending those out to people, and people are buying them at the different performances that I'll go to and and share, and I'm, you know, doing my best to push it out to more radio stations to continue to promote it. Um, I think most artists, you know, they – they they probably think initially that they just really want to share their art, you know. Then then the business aspect of that comes into play in terms of, you know, the compensation and 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 getting back your investment. But um, you know, in in the early stage, where I am, you know, I consider myself an emerging artist. I don't consider myself someone who's arrived. <laughs> I think you can have uh-huh. five albums out and still and still be in a growth phase, you know. And 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 I consider myself definitely still growing um you know and i'm and i'm definitely someone who you know considers myself a student in the game and i want to keep working and and pushing um toward the next you know the next development of my musicianship the next development of of um you know more music to come forth okay so i'm gonna play a piece of yours it's called pentatonic praise And we'll be right back, okay? All right, okay. This is Naomi Jewel. Keep it left. 
So I wrote a song called Dreamin'. <laughs> we have a What's lot that? in common. Yeah, I wrote a song called Dreamin'. Oh, wow. Yeah, you have to go listen to it on YouTube. And okay. also, the title of my first CD is Feeling Good. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We have something in common. How about that? How about that? I'm telling you. Wow. Now, was that you singing? Yes, it was. <laughs> So you have a beautiful voice. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> now, do wow, you write you. a lot of lyrics? Yeah, I wrote the song. Um, I definitely wrote that song. Um, my, um, my, my uncle had just passed away, and I was at work when someone called and let us know uh, what had happened. And I let them know, you know, that, you know, we would, you know, we, we would take care of everything and, and then, you know, shortly after my mom's brother, so that was my dad's brother passed, and my mom's brother passed shortly after that. And it was just, you know, not really grieving for me. So I hadn't really grieved because I was trying to attend to everyone else. And um, when I finally had a moment, the best way I could just express it is, you know, just thinking of what would they say to us. And they would say, keep living, keep dreaming with everything you've got, you know keep loving, keep serving others, you know, because life is but a dream, you know, and it'll be gone, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a, a, a glistening in time, and um, and so that's kind of really what, what inspired the words of that song, and it's really more of a tribute to life and to, you know, people who've lost anyone to just to know that they're sending you a message of love to keep living, you know, and um that's where that came from. So I, I feel like a lot of songs will just kind of download to me. Melodies will just download. Lyrics will come as well. And um, I think that's the best part of this creative process is that you just you just become an instrument, like a tool in God's hands. That's my personal faith and belief. And, you know, you just become, you know, anything that he messages that he wants, you know, to be shared, you know, for people, you know, you become a, the, the conduit of that. Absolutely. When is your birthday? Yeah. I was born April 5th. Oh, that's a nice day. <laughs> okay. So do you ever work with other women? You know, not enough, I could say. Not enough um, because I just honestly – don't honestly I just don't have a lot of performances where I'm performing with a lot of bands I, I I do bring bands to perform with me I do a lot of solo work and the bands that I bring with me usually are male musicians I have worked with female musicians and uh, they're phenomenal it's a great energy um, but I just honestly I'm, I'm a solo artist and I'm just doing so much individually, uh, soloing and recording and doing a lot of performances individually. And mm -hmm. I just honestly don't see enough. I really don't. I don't even see a large pool of female musicians really, really, you know, investing back into music in, in, in this local area that I am here. Uh, and and I, I did a, a performance a couple of weeks, maybe a couple months ago, and there was a, a female violinist. You know, and that was kind of really nice, you know, just to kind of 
just sharpen each other, encourage each other on your, on your journey. Uh, because it's very, it's very, it's very, you know, encouraging to meet someone else doing what you're doing, you know. And whenever I see a female social media music, you know, I follow them, I support them because it's just, it's, it's just rewarding, you know. It's like seeing yourself in someone else and seeing that journey that they're on too, and knowing that they've probably faced some of the same things that you faced. And um, the same limitations, the same um, expectations, maybe the same lack of opportunities sometimes, um, you know, and so when you see them, you, you want to, you know, cheer them on and encourage them you know, to keep going. That's right. <clears throat> and, um, you know, it is, we, we gravitate toward each other. You know, mm-hmm. we we find each other. That's how I started Women in Jazz South Florida because in my career, well, I toured Europe for eight years, but I had wow. worked in Florida for five years before that, in Philadelphia and New York before that. And so, you know, it was a, a good 15 years that I hadn't worked with women it had always been male musicians in my band, or I was in their band, you know. So I consciously went looking for women musicians to work with. And I came up with Kim Clark, Bertha Hope, and uh, Carlene Ray, and Paula Hampton in New York, and then there were two other women, one that I worked with in Switzerland and one in Amsterdam, and those were it, six women. So wow. it's, you know, now the organization has 410 people, members, mm-hmm. and 260 musicians, and I would say that about 240 of those are women from around the world. And they found me the way that you found me or I found them, you know. And so we must keep pressing on because there are many women musicians, but they're not proactive with their music. You know, they might play guitar or... They might write some songs, you know, but they're not out there doing it as a profession. And those that are doing it as a profession, they have two sides to the coin. Either they are accepted by the men or they have founded their own ensemble, you know. So that's kind of the way that it goes. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a journey. Um, I've connected with um some vocalists a little bit, um, more than than actual musicians. Um, like I said, I don't see it enough. I I do know that there are musicians out there. I had someone call me from New York. They they were in New York at the time, asking me what I do a special event in South Florida. Um, and they were looking for Florida female saxophonists, and she said, I can't find any. 
And she was like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm so glad I found you because I couldn't find any. And I was like, wow, you know, um, and that doesn't mean there aren't any in Florida. But, you know, another thing that musicians have to do, they have to until they get enough traction where they're so busy, they're so uh, in demand that they've got to hire a manager and a publicist. You've got to be your number one cheerleader and you've got to consistently promote yourself. You have to put information out there on the web, on social media. You have to you have to jump in the water in everything that's out there that's new. You know, you gotta get on TikTok, you gotta get on everything. You wanna get your name out there and um and, and just be relevant and accessible to people because people are constantly looking for entertainment. That's never going to cease. There's always going to be a need for it. There's always going to be a need for live musicians. And, um, you know, they just have to continue to just promote themselves and um, just be confident in the, in the beauty of, of being a woman because the majority of people planning, planning committees, planning events are women and women love to hire women. <laughs> And mostly women hire me. So I would say, you know, to women out there to just be confident in your brand, be confident in your beauty and in your gift, and know that it's going to make room for you. That's right. That's that's yeah, what I learned. You know, but I do yeah. find that women, they, they well, I have keys to success for women musicians. You know, I've had a, a wonderful career. My my music took me to South Africa, to Ghana, uh, eight European countries, Mexico, Brazil. Um, yeah, and so I've had a, a wonderful time singing and singing my own music, China, That's Japan. Amazing. Yeah, so you have to, first of all, are you professional or are you an amateur? Which one... Pick one and be that, you know. That's good. Very important. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah. What would you tell a young woman coming into the musical field right now, today? Well, coming into the musical field right now, I would say... To, you know, just continue to build, to build your craft, you know, continue, continue practicing, you know, get involved with some type of an ensemble, whether it's like a local jazz community band, um, a church, a ministry, um, you know, a, a local group that plays somewhere, get, get involved with a network of other musicians and start playing regularly with them, build up that network, you know, continue while you're doing that carving out a piece for yourself, you know, make sure that you're working on your dream while you're part of a collective and, um, you know, start writing, you know, and, and, and involve yourself in every aspect of, of what this career is going to involve. Um, you know, there's production, there's recording, there's live performing, there's just a plethora of things. And I think one of the things that most people don't realize is that once you start performing, it's going to open up so many different other things to you that you really, most musicians are so many more things than just someone who plays an instrument or someone who sings. 
we're usually so much more. We're like life coaches. <laughs> we're, you know, we're entrepreneurs. We're public speakers. We are event planners. You know, we're producers. We're a lot of things in one, but we just have to continue growing and investing back in our craft so that all of those seeds that are in us come to fruition. So my best advice would be to get plugged in with other musicians, continue your education in whatever capacity you can, um, even if it's as minimal as YouTube University and studying some things and you know, joining different classes and, and such, you know, continue your education so that you can continue to grow because you're going to be thrusted out into this environment of, of artistic greatness. And, you know, honestly, most of us are constantly feeling like we've got to, we, we, we've got to, we've got to do more. We've got to, we've got to improve more. We've got to grow more. And um, that's, that's an actual positive thing because it's going to feed the right hunger in you to just seek more knowledge. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you wholeheartedly. So yeah. I'm going to play feeling good because I want to hear it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. We'll be right back. Awesome. This is Naomi Joy feeling good.
So that was you all feeling good. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling oh, good. <laughs> you want to hear mine? Oh, sure. Okay, now I did not write this. It was written okay. by Santiago Gonzalez III. But I got this song from the vocalist Jolie Wilson. And he used to sing down in the village in New York City. And when he would hmm. sing, smoke would come out of his mouth. Oh, my. <laughs> he was wow. a very powerful, powerful singer. And so he was my first mentor, really. He gave me this piece of music in Evian, France. I went over there for dinner with a friend from Switzerland, and from Geneva. And he was performing, and he had this piece of music uh, on his music stand. And I said to him, oh, do you have a copy of that? And he just gave me the piece of music. So I hope you like it, okay? Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, here we go. Feeling Good by Joan Cartwright. (laughs) Feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Like a soul that's lost the blue. And I'm feeling very, very good. Oh, at last. My blues pass And I'm free From the blues that have tortured me And I'm feeling mighty, mighty good I've got my coat I got my hat I'm gonna walk out and celebrate I don't cry no more, no, no I don't need a shoulder I hate Feel like spring I can sing They're gonna swing now on and never lose the groove And I'm shouting cause I'm feeling good I'm feeling good I'm feeling good, good, good Feeling good Like a soul that's lost the blue And I'm feeling mighty, mighty good Oh, at last My blues have passed And I'm free, free from the blues that have tortured me Shout because 
So what do you think about that? <laughs> wow, that's real jazz vocal singing right there. I appreciate that. Definitely. You, definitely. So I want to listen to yours again because I get the <laughs> same happy feeling. And I, and I noticed that you, you know, the word joy is your name and your music is very joyful. It is. Yeah. So I'm going to play well, your feeling good again, okay? I can Okay, do sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
Oh, feeling good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's yeah. how music should make you feel. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and you know, this was released actually during the pandemic in 20, wow. 2020. Mhm. In 2020, and you know, it it, you know, Honestly, nobody was really feeling good. Everybody was sick, and um, everyone was losing someone, and everyone was, you know, quarantining and, you know, missing work and losing jobs. And just, it was just a really gloomy time for, you know, America, for the world. And, um, you know, it just was the time that I released the song, and um, I feel like it's just doing what it's supposed to. It's reminding people to love, to dance, to laugh, to live, you know, and just enjoy life because it's beautiful and um, it's precious and you know, we're supposed to enjoy it. Are, do, do you have siblings? I do. Uh, my parents uh, together, they have six children, three girls, three boys, and I'm the third daughter. So I'm the youngest of the daughters and um, I have a younger brother. So we're the we're the Louisiana Creole uh, Brady Bunch, so to speak. <laughs> and do you, do, do they play your instrument? Actually, no. Um, only my dad plays piano um, and sings. I do have a sister who's a praise and worship leader, and uh, she does play uh, some piano and she sings as well. So, I mean, besides the two of us, I, you know, I think everyone is just more in a different, you know, they, they have a different contribution. Um, they, they may have started on an instrument like percussion or trombone or, you know, something like that or, or, or some type of liturgical uh, ministry dance. They, they've all done different things, but I'm probably the only one like pursuing um, music in this capacity in this season right now. And, um, you know, they, they're supportive. They're supportive and um, recognizing this has been my dream and this is all they've known of me is Naomi and that horn. So <laughs> uh, I guess for them it's um, it's just watching what they probably already saw a long time ago just come to fruition. Uh-huh. Do you have children? Yes, yes. I was married and, um, yes, I'm a mother, and that's a part of my journey as well. Um, I have a daughter and I have two sons. And wow. that's been a, oh, yeah, mm-hmm, that's been a part of my journey as well. Uh, they, as, as far as they can remember, mommy was teaching band and having concerts, and they grew up in my band room and, you know, experimenting, playing with the different instruments themselves. And um, they just, um, you know, just grew up seeing me in that capacity. And, and, and even now they know that, you know, I'm, I'm out and I'm back and I'm going to another performance and I'm coming back. You know, so it's just a part of their life, too. You know, and I don't think people really take into account the life of an artist and the and the relationships around them, their, their parents, their children, their husband, wives, spouses, um, partners, that, you know, they have a life that everyone is contributing to that and everyone is a part of that journey with them. Um, because it's it's a collective work, you know, like even the things that influence us musically, even the things that influence our, our art and our songwriting are directly impacted by those relationships around us and the support of those people around us as well. It's true. Now, my daughter yeah. and I, we did jazz meets hip-hop. 
together. Nice. Yeah, early, uh, the early 2000s. Now, she and her daughter are on tour this month uh, with Mm -hmm. uh, hip-hop. They're called the Ma and Pop Show. (laughs) Wow. And so, yeah, we... We're fortunate that the three of us followed in, you know, they followed in my tracks, I guess you could say, my footsteps. <laughs> so performance has been a big part of their lives as well. And you'll see Mimi Johnson on uh, the newsletters and everything. Okay. So I want you okay. to let me know by the 28th mm-hmm. of each month, Okay. If you have gigs that I could put into the newsletter. Did you get the oh, newsletter? Certainly. I think I just did, yes, I think so. Yeah, well you should get it the first day of each month. Okay. So make sure you look for it. And um I think I have your website wrong. It's dot C O or dot com. No, that's correct. Yeah, no, you have it correct. It's dot C O. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know there's company, too. All right, well, I'm so thrilled to have you as a member. I appreciate you reaching out to us, and I think there are going to be good things coming. Right now, I'm in flux because I'm building a tiny house. But I do want to build a Music Woman archive, and you look like a person that we would definitely bring in to give some workshops, you know, to to encourage uh, music students to, you know, pursue their profession as a musician. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play Spread the Joy Going Out, and you, Jesus, oh, sure. you keep spreading the joy, Naomi Joy, Okay. Awesome. Will do. Thank you. My pleasure meeting you for the interview and look forward to future collaborations. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome.
WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances,